Today on the podcast, I'm going to be telling you about the Canadian Centre for Home Education. Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. In 400 meters. Are we there yet? In 100 meters. You have reached your destination. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Part of our goal here at Canada Homeschools is to connect Canadian homeschoolers with helpful resources. Joining me today is Laurel Coatesworth of the Canadian Centre for Home Education. Hi, Laurel. Hi, how are you? Great, you? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me today. My pleasure. Laurel, how did you become involved with homeschooling? Most of our guests either homeschool or were homeschooled. Can you share that story with us? Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a unique story, actually. Uh, so I first became involved in homeschooling when I was traveling. Uh, so I was traveling overseas in Africa for a time, and while I was there, I took on a sort of a, a volunteer opportunity where I was working alongside two children, and I was essentially homeschooling them in a few different subject areas. So their parents were working in, in careers that didn't enable them to be at home uh, with their own children schooling them. So I took on that role. And I thought it was really neat how the students were, both of them were able to have more flexibility during their day because they were in, you know, a warmer climate. They kind of wanted to be outside a lot of the time. And so when they were homeschooling, we would always have their subjects in the morning. And then in the afternoon, they were able to kind of have that off and do what they wanted. But one thing I found really interesting was, for one, they, the students picked up the material that I was instructing them in fairly easily, but they picked it up even better when their parents were reinforcing that with them. So I would notice that when they would go for dinner with their parent and, you know, they, they might have a question that they didn't ask me when we were in the classroom and then they asked their parent and it just seemed to click so much better. And so it got me thinking more about homeschooling uh, and kind of what those benefits to it might be because I got to see that firsthand. Thank you. That's a great story. And yes, I would say that flexibility is one of the things about homeschooling that's so great. But also, just all children, regardless of what type of education they have, they really do learn the most from their parents. So I think you were seeing that firsthand for sure. Yes. So today we're talking about the Canadian Center for Home Education. And it's possible that our listeners haven't even heard of it. So can you tell us what that is? Yeah, definitely. So I think a lot of our listeners have heard of 
uh, HSLDA Canada, so Homeschool Legal Defense Canada, Association of Canada. Now, CCHE is the charitable arm of HSLDA Canada. So what CCHE does is we work to kind of inform and inspire Canadians in their homeschooling journey. So we do that through a number of different resources, through research, and we have uh, five specific funds that also help us reach our goals to making home education more known in Canada and more seen as a viable educational option. Well, that's amazing. So what is your specific role, Laurel, at CCHE? Okay, so my role at CCHE is as the media relations specialist. So one of the things that I do is basically I work to tell uh, people's stories about homeschooling. So I find those unique homeschooling stories and then I share them with the public. Really part of that ties in with our helping to influence the perception that Canadians have of homeschooling and what better way to do that than by actually sharing people's own stories about their homeschooling. So I work to be sort of a voice for other Canadian homeschoolers um, so that we can positively influence the way that homeschooling is seen in both the media and just among uh, other educators, be they homeschoolers or uh, public school teachers, um, whoever they may be. Um, We work to positively influence that. And so sometimes, you know, I'll be connecting with some of these key media influencers or working to build bridges with other leaders and professionals of like-minded organizations to help them see the benefits of homeschooling and really help it in that way. Um, One of the things that I've been finding is that even though there have been so many great advancements in homeschooling and, um, you know, online curriculum uh, is a big part of that, the ability to kind of have partial classes that are are online. Um, One of the things that I've found is that there's still a lot of uh, stigmas that surround homeschooling uh, that people kind of hold to. And so I'm trying to work to break those those barriers down, those stigmas down, so that people can really see homeschooling for what it is and not what they might have heard about it elsewhere. So you're doing that on behalf of all of us. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things that you do is that you sort of keep track of what's happening in the media as it applies to homeschooling like if there's something that comes up in the news how it will affect homeschoolers and that sort of thing can you think of a recent news story that affects homeschooling in Canada that you could share with us yeah definitely so I think first off any time there is a story about homeschooling in the news whether it's in Canada or somewhere else around the world, it will always affect homeschoolers in some way uh, because a lot of people still aren't familiar with the practice of homeschooling. So when they hear something, they kind of associate that um, as being related to all homeschoolers everywhere. So one recent international example that I can think of um, would be the Wunderlich versus Germany um, example. So I don't know if our or um, listeners are familiar with that, but you can Google that. Um, that was a family, um, it's a family in Germany who has been affected by homeschooling because it is illegal to homeschool in Germany. And they were fined several years ago for that, and they went to the courts this past January. They went to the European um, Court of Human Rights, and they actually ruled against them. Um, so their family is 
trying to appeal this to bring their case again before another court, um, the Grand Chamber of the European Court of Human Rights, which is the highest court um, in their land. Um, And so they actually at one point had their children removed from their custody custody and placed in a public school um, because there it is, again, illegal to homeschool. But some cases closer to home, I can think of... uh, Just in general, in Quebec, there's a lot that is going on right now with homeschooling. So over the past year, there have been several different regulations that have been placed on homeschoolers. That province is a good example of how if homeschooling is viewed in a certain light in one area, that may transfer over to other provinces and territories throughout Canada. As many of us know, homeschooling is legal. Uh, in Canada, in every province and territory, but depending on the province or territory, there may be different regulations uh, that homeschoolers must abide by. So um, in Quebec in particular, it is much more regulated than in Ontario or other provinces. Thank you for that. And so really the Homeschool Legal Defense Association itself is kind of a watchdog for those sorts of things and advocating on behalf of Canadian homeschoolers as well. Most definitely, yes. So one of the other things you do is you study up on the research about homeschooling. And I just wondered if you could share with us what is some of the latest homeschool research or what is the research telling us these days? So it's really exciting. There's actually some new research uh, and some Canadian research that's going to be published by uh, the Peabody Journal of Education within the coming months. So um, there will be new information coming out about that soon. But there are some other studies that have been done that have showed some interesting trends for for homeschooling. And there were five things I wanted to briefly highlight about schooling and what the research is showing. The first is that there's been actually quite a bit of evidence that supports the fact that a structured homeschool setting can actually produce better results, um, higher grades in certain areas. So there were a few studies that were done um, that looked at this. One was done in the Maritimes, actually, and it looked at the grades of primary age uh, students. And what they found was in uh, reading, writing, and uh, reading, writing, arithmetic, and social sciences, uh, homeschooled students who were in a structured home setting had significantly higher uh, grades than their public school peers. And this research coincides with other research that has been done by the Fraser Institute, which highlights the fact that homeschooling students actually have higher calculus grades when they enter post-secondary than their public school peers. So it's really interesting. It's kind of all over the board. And in some of those core subject areas, including social sciences, these homeschooling students are actually doing better. Another thing that's really interesting is the motivation, the reason why people are actually choosing to homeschool. That's really changing, isn't it? It used to be like 90% was for faith-based reasons, and now there are so many more reasons. Exactly. And so uh, you're exactly right on the money with that. So there was a professor, Professor Christine Corbant. She did a study, Canadian study, and she was looking specifically at that and trying to segregate what are these reasons, like the core reasons parents are are choosing to homeschool, and that's what she found. She found that parents are now actually choosing homeschooling for the educational reasons first, 
as opposed to uh, a value system or a belief system, although that's a great benefit to it. More parents want to play a greater role in their child's education, and they believe that this will be the way that their student will learn best um, and that it will build a better, almost like better social environment for them as well um, in order for them to develop. So, yeah, it really has shifted across Canada, which is interesting. Another thing that is good to note is that these grades that these students are receiving, they follow them throughout life. So their success isn't limited to younger years, but it actually continues. So there was a study done by the Fraser Institute uh, that found that homeschoolers were actually more likely to obtain a doctorate um, designation later in life or to be in higher up managerial positions. And so their, their earning power, their salary was a lot higher than public, their public school peers, which was very interesting. So it does continue, you know, um, it doesn't just end uh, once they're in those teenage years. One really interesting thing for, I guess, those who don't homeschool to be aware of is the amount of money that homeschoolers save Canadian taxpayers by homeschooling. So um, another by the Fraser Institute was from 2011 to 2012. Homeschooling families saved other families approximately $256.4 million, and $60 million of that was actually from Ontarians. That's amazing. So it's a big, it's a big number, <laughs> yeah. Yay, us. Mm-hmm, I know. So, and the last point that I just really wanted to highlight was just the growth overall. So there has been such such a large increase of individuals who've chosen to homeschool. The average annual growth rate is around 5% per year. But at the same time, you're seeing a decline in um, public school enrollment. So that that is going down around 2.5%. So it is something to be aware of, um, especially since it's an annual growth rate. And from 2006 to 2012, that grew about 29% in Canada. That was what the Fraser Institute cited there. So, um, yeah, there's there are a lot of people who are choosing alternative methods, and homeschooling is right up there in the number one um, alternative to choose. Yes, I, th- I think parents are really um, getting more intentional. They're not just kind of assuming that the public school or the state daycare or whatever you want to call it, they're not just assuming that that's just what they're going to do. They're really being a little more thoughtful about the choices that are out there and which choices they're going to be making for their kids, I think. Absolutely. And I think one of the great things is that parents they have so many options now, right? Like there are so many options. Some parents will choose to homeschool part-time and then they'll choose an alternative smaller private school for one or two days of the week. So it really is a program that can be catered to the needs of the individual child and what will work best for them. Um, And ultimately that's what parents are looking for, right? They're looking for that child's education to be the best that it can. And if they're not finding that in a regular school system, then there are other places that they can look to fill that need and fill that gap. And I'm so glad that we don't live in Germany right now. <laughs> As well, yeah. So, and you see that other places too, like Germany is one example. But um, throughout Europe, it, uh, homeschooling itself isn't, isn't always accepted. It really varies from um, country to country. So we're very privileged, very um, privileged here in Canada to have the freedom to homeschool. Yes, we're very thankful for that, and we're thankful also for 
uh, organizations like yours that are fighting for that freedom as well. So part of your job, Laurel, is looking for inspirational stories of real homeschoolers and their successes. Can you share one of those with us? Yes, definitely. So I'll share two, actually, with you briefly. That's fine. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) So the first one was from um, a veteran homeschooler. Uh, She has several children, and she's just finishing off graduating two of her children now. And so quite a few of them are already in university or have graduated and have successful careers. And she told me a story about one of her eldest children who, when he was in school, he was basically labeled as being, you know, not smart enough. He had some attention um, difficulties. Don't we all? Probably. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Especially in our society today, right? It's very difficult to have your attention on anything for for very long. But her child, you know, he had some difficulties with just um, processing and attention spans. And so his teacher wasn't very optimistic about his future, his future education. And she was very, very honest about that with parents and essentially told them that the school system didn't really know what to do with, with him. And so the parents decided to homeschool and, you know, they had a much more positive outlook on this child and his capabilities and what he could do. And, and today he's a successful doctor. So he's practicing and he has overcome all of his attention deficits and, and any other difficulties that he had in the classroom. And I'm sure a large part of that has to do with the fact that his parents did pull him from the classroom and chose to do that one-on-one education with him. And now he's successful. So it was really great to hear that. Kind of unfortunate that, that he had to be taken away from the system in that sense, but great that it just shows the power of, that a parent does have, right, when they encourage their own child. Yes, and, and I love that. I love that because he was homeschooled, then he was no longer being limited by labels. And mm-hmm. sometimes children that have trouble focusing or paying attention, it's not that they're not paying attention, it's that they're paying attention to everything else that everyone else doesn't even notice. And so right. it could be a gift yeah. if you really All know your child. Yes, mm-hmm. and fluorescent Definitely. lighting apparently is not very good for, for everyone's focus either. Right, definitely. And I've, I've heard a lot of stories as well from uh, homeschooled graduates, or recent graduates, and kind of what their homeschooling journey was like. Uh, and it's really interesting the different ways that these individuals will get into post-secondary or some of them never go to post-secondary, but they own their own business. So it's really great to hear how successful they are, sometimes without even having, you know, a high school diploma of any sort. Um, so there's one one individual who I know, she graduated from uh, Western University, and she was homeschooled her entire life all the way through her teenage years and wanted to go into nursing. And so how she got there, the first year she decided to go into this program, um, Western required her to have essentially it's like a pre-health program. She needed to complete that in one year, and then depending on her grade, she could be, she could be admitted later on um, to the program and go through to become an RN. Uh, and so she did. She took that program without ever needing a diploma of any kind. And because she had already taken uh, pre-calculus 
and her math and sciences through her homeschooling education. Her mother knew she wanted to go uh, the nursing track, so she said, okay, well, we're going to study these things. So because she had that already, um, the pre-health program was really just a review of all the things she had learned in her final grade, in her final year of homeschooling. So she passed with flying colors, and she actually said that a lot of her classmates struggled because they, uh, when they were in high school, they weren't required to obtain all of the same credits. So, you know, they would get a few of them, but then maybe not their pre-calculus. And so they really struggled with uh, passing the course, but for her it was just, just a nice review and a very easy transition into post-secondary. And now she's practicing as an orthopedic nurse, registered nurse here in Ontario. Well, that's an inspirational story as well. Thanks for that. I mean, as homeschoolers, Mm -hmm. we can really know our children, and when they know what direction they want to go in, we can focus on their passion, and we can focus on uh, the goal of where they're heading. Definitely. So, Laurel, you're looking to connect with homeschoolers. What situations or stories are you looking for And how can the listeners connect with you if they can help you with that? Yeah, so really I'm looking for any unique story. So sometimes people think, oh, I don't really have, you know, I don't have a story to tell. But usually that's because you're the person living that life. And somebody else might look at your life and say, wow, you have an an incredible story, right? Like the two that I just shared. So um, I would encourage you, you know, if you're a homeschooler, any background, um, any for any number of years that you connect with me, um, contact me and and share that story because I think that one of the ways we can help other people um, around us come to understand homeschooling better, come to accept it, and for it to be accepted um, in in all areas of life is by sharing those stories and connecting. I find that they kind of connect people better than statistics themselves. It really is the proof in the pudding. Uh, So I think particularly I'm looking great now um, for homeschoolers who are single parents and who still chose to homeschool. I think that's something we don't hear a lot about, but I know there are some, so I would love to hear how, how you manage that, how you're doing that, what resources you found helpful, and how you found a community to come around you um, to help you with your homeschooling, uh, as well as individuals who have uh, a student, who have a child who has some sort of exceptional need or learning difficulty, um, and how they've either overcome that or how you're working to overcome that through homeschooling, um, as well as entrepreneurs, people who are in the trades especially, there are a lot of homeschoolers who've chosen to go that route. And so I just love to hear, you know, how you're choosing to to continue on either with post-secondary or either or with um, a different career option, what you're looking to do. So you can connect with me by contacting me at my email, which is media, M-E-D-I-A, at B-C-H-E dot C-A. Uh, or you can go to the CCHE website at C-C-H-E dot C-A, and you can click on the media button. There's actually a form there that people can uh, fill out and they can just send it away and then I'll connect with them at another point and we'll see if we can have a longer conversation about their story. Thank you. And I will put links to all of that in the show notes so that people, if they're driving while they're listening or uh, they're busy doing something else, they can just go back and check that if they don't have a chance to write it down. 
So at CCHE, you do provide a number of services in addition to what you've already mentioned for homeschoolers in Canada. Can you tell us what a couple of those things are? Yeah, definitely. So one of the resources that we provide is we, we partnered with HSLDA um, to provide a one-year free preschool membership. So for individuals who are just starting out, this is a great way to be covered uh, legally and um, through CCHE with different resources to, to help you kind of get started. As well, we also provide a one-hour free consultation uh, with our exceptional needs specialist, Samantha Cameron. So she can help parents who do have a child who struggles in some way, um, whether it's with an exceptional need or a learning difficulty of some kind. She'll work to help you with your individual education plan, uh, and that's a great resource, so you can take advantage of that. Uh, another thing that we provide is student-teacher photo ID cards. So there are always businesses who are advertising, oh, it's a teacher appreciation day, uh, and these often uh, will extend to homeschoolers as well. And often you just need to present a photo ID that is proof that you are a homeschooling instructor and you can take advantage of those same great deals. So that's one way we can help. It's also great for your student to have with them um, in case you know they ever need that identification, they have that. Uh, and we can also help you with many other things, like uh, getting involved in a support group or finding a support group in your in your area. If you're not sure of what to do uh, or where to go, we can help you with that. You just can call the office for more information. Um, so yeah, and we can we can help with media coverage as well. If you're looking to to really share your story in a big way, then we can help with that um, as well. And one thing that's really exciting that we're going to be involved with very shortly is we're launching a new website which is called homeschool.today so it's not up just yet but it will be soon and that's going to be kind of a one-stop shop for all things homeschool related and it will take people to the different areas that they need to go to whether that's legal or other support um, it's not going to replace BCHE or HSLDA but it's just going to be more of a, it's, it's a little bit easier to remember, I think, than an acronym. So that's why we chose the homeschool.today title for that. So you can look for that in the coming months. It's going to be really exciting. We'll be looking forward to that. So the Canadian Centre for Home Education, as you mentioned, Laurel, is a charity. And so because it's a charity, Canadians are able to donate and receive a tax receipt so that we can help you with the good work that you're doing. Where can our listeners go to make a donation? Right. So CCHE, yes, it is a charitable organization. Uh, so if you go to cche.ca, um, there's a donate button there, and you can click that. Uh, you'll have more information about uh, the different funds that we're involved in. There's five different funds, and one of them is actually a leadership training fund that works to help other homeschoolers, school uh, families, um, to train them up in their homeschooling practice, so to equip them so that they feel confident in their day-to-day -day, um, journeys. So, yeah, you can go to cche.ca, click that Donate button. You can also call our office at 519-913-0318, and you can connect with us there to make a donation, or you can mail us a check um, to the office as well, and that address is on our website. 
Well, thank you so much, Laurel, for all that you are doing on behalf of Canadian homeschoolers. And I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me on the podcast today and get the news out of what your organization is doing to help Canadian homeschoolers. So thank you. Thank you so much, Rowan. Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Hee <laughs> hee!